Hey guys, welcome to your first mystery podcast. How are you doing today, David? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, Caleb. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited for this new format that we've got going on. Yeah, me too, dude. I can't wait to hear uh, what it's all about. Yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, basically we're doing this new podcast format where we're doing a cool mystery topic each week, and David and I are going to alternate weeks doing it. This week, the first week is my week, obviously, because... David never does the hard things in this podcast, of course. So, yeah. I'm uh, a social media guy, what can I say? Yeah, and I picked an amazing topic for us today that kind of has been blowing my mind recently, and it is Savant Syndrome. Have you ever heard of Savant Syndrome, David? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember you were um, telling me about this uh, last week, I think. Yeah, because this is what sparked my interest in this topic, is I saw that amazing video, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, so... We're just going to be chilling and have a conversation about this. David does not know much about Savant Syndrome, so I have done a deep dive into the history of Savant Syndrome, and we're going to learn together what it's like to be an idiot Savant. Can't wait, dude. Amazing. Sometimes I think, honestly, I'm a Savant. I think you are too sometimes, man, and I don't really know (laughs) how to explain it, but there's just something about you. And I feel like, given your deficits, like, it just seems the most likely... Anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll see right. why that might be true. So for anyone who doesn't know, Savant Syndrome is a rare condition where a person has an incredible memory coupled with an obsession with a certain subject. So like basically someone will be mentally retarded and they can't talk, but they'll be like so fucking genius at like the date, the, the calendar, for example. So, like, if you ask them <clears throat> what day of the week was January 3rd, 1954, they'll instantly know because they have, like, a categorical memory of <clears throat> the entire history of the world. Or, like, you ask them <clears throat> how to get to a certain place, uh, and they'll tell you the exact directions on the map down to the street in any city in the U.S., no matter what, because they've memorized every street in the U.S. Like, it's incredible what these people can... And those, like... It's it's insane. Like I know you've probably heard of this, right? Yeah, um, that's crazy. Um, I thought like people who were savants were mostly autistic. Is that not true? Yeah, actually, that is true. Almost all of them are. Is autism like like a is, is a? I know it's like a spectrum, but like you can be down, like you can have Down syndrome and also have autism, right? Yes, you can. Down syndrome is a is a different disease than autism but they often like dis- uh, they manifest in the same way it's like learning delays often down mm. syndrome has a more um, obvious like physical uh deficit like s- such as like a cleft lip is pretty common in kids with down syndrome as well as just like having a, a like far apart eyes and like a large nose and like there's certain like facial features that down syndrome children have as well <clears throat> which kind of differentiates it from autism a little bit mm. And also, Down syndrome is present at birth, whereas autism can actually manifest later on in their life. But uh, but should, it's yeah. it's interesting that you say that because it is highly connected with autism, um, and like those those places, those little spots where they're really smart, uh, researchers call those islands of genius, uh, aka the areas in which the person has incredible knowledge and skill. Um, the phone, the most famous portrayal of a savant is obviously Rain Man. Have you ever heard of Rain Man Pilot? No, wait, is that the guy who did the chocolate rain or no? No, 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 no. Rain Man is a famous savant from a movie where basically he plays this guy who is like a genius who knows everything and like is able to memorize books no matter what. 
But the crazy thing is, it's actually based on a true story. In the movie, it's, his name's Raymond Babbitt, but in real life, this guy's actually like a 60-year-old guy. He's memorized over 6,000 books. He has an encyclopedic knowledge of geography, music, literature, history, sports, and like 10 fucking other things. He can name all of the U.S. area codes and major city zip codes. He's memorized the maps in front of the telephone book and can tell you precisely how to get from one U.S. city to another. He also has calendar calculating abilities, and more recently, he has like a fucking musical talent that he just suddenly is a genius in music as well. But the craziest fucking thing about him is the fact that he can literally take a book and with his left eye on one page and his right eye on the other page he can literally read both pages at, at the same time it is the most i've seen a video of it it is the most insane thing i've ever seen and in this case he had an mri on his brain and it showed that his corpus callosum was missing and his central nervous system was very damaged the corpus callosum is the part of your brain that connects the two hemispheres so yeah so so and it's interesting because in a lot of cases savants have that problem their corpus callosum is missing or it's damaged or something along those lines and their central nervous system is always damaged no matter what in a, in a savant their central nervous system has to be damaged that's a requirement for the for the disease i mean it's just i don't know how it works but it makes me think though that you know if the corpus callosum being gone is what allows them to have this crazy ability what if we could just do that to ourselves right and like make ourselves savants yeah anything. like a savant like counter-strike player yeah because like like i was reading this article and basically they're saying that yeah it's possible to train savants as well so like you can have a, a learned savant where they basically they get taught a skill and they're extremely good at it or like they learn it by themselves or whatever the fact but like they can learn really complex things a lot of savants are like obsessed with things that are totally benign like uh <clears throat> like train schedules or like fucking like maps or some other bullshit like that you know something that doesn't really matter but yeah. then there's some savants that are like obsessed with medicine or something like have you ever seen the good doctor uh, no, I haven't, but I've heard of it. Yeah, that's an example. It's a, obviously fiction, but it's an example of, like, a learned savant where he's learned medicine and he has savant-like knowledge of medicine. Um, but his autism kind of impedes his, like, so, uh, social abilities, you know what I mean? Well, they let um, someone who has autism become a doctor, like, in real life? It depends on the level and the spectrum they are. Like, if they're totally, um, you know, debilitated by their autism, chances are they probably wouldn't be cognitively able to become a doctor in the first place but even if they somehow did their ability to be a doctor would be pretty limited i think because patient relationship is part of being a doctor you know so yeah. oh that's interesting among savants the most common arrangement of skills is basically like this most likely they're blind most likely they're mentally handicapped and then the third, the most common skill that they have is musical genius when they're blind and mentally handicapped. And that got me thinking, like, it's kind of weird that most people with savant syndrome who are blind also become musical geniuses. But then I thought about it some more. And actually, I don't think it is that weird because, like, if you are a savant and you have amazing memory and, like, amazing brain power but you don't you can't see anything then the most obvious most intuitive thing that you would like start to hone in on would be the things that you hear right because it's not like you can yeah, hone in on so. things that you smell or things that you touch so things that you hear because music is just math 
but like in audio form you know what i mean so like if your brain is like able to make those connections like that it makes sense that music would be the next thing you go to do you think this swan can like pick up any instrument and just like fucking jam out or yeah they can Uh, most the most common instrument that they play is piano and um but i mean it's just it's crazy because it's it's not the fact that they're able to play the instrument super well. It's just the fact that they're a- they always have perfect pitch. They're able to identify musical notes with perfect pitch no matter what. They're able to like understand musical theory, but not through like an artistic way, just through like a mathematical way. They just have some understanding of it that is on a different level. It's so insane to look at. There's plenty of uh, videos on the internet that you can look up of musical savants. And oftentimes they're like so mentally retarded that they literally can't have a conversation with you, but they're just so beautifully prolific on an instrument. It's insane to see that juxtaposition. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder if um the like left the split brain has to do anything with you know because they people are like you know left brain is like you know very logical and like that's where you do like all your fucking like math and shit, and like right brain is like you're very like creative and like artsy and like you know it's like how you um like use your right brain like when you're drawing shit like that right yeah actually that's a really really good point because in this study they would basically uh take a patient and they would sit them down and basically what they would do is they put a screen on their like in front of their nose so one eye is looking at one part of the screen one eye is looking at the other part and basically what they would do this is in a patient who has the missing corpus callosum so his brain he his left brain can't communicate with his right brain so basically his his head has two separate brains in it and they can't talk to each other like a normal brain does so what they'll do is they'll flash like the word lemon in front of his right eye and like he'll see it and then it'll go away and then he'll say like the the researchers will ask him like what word did we show you and he won't know because his right eye saw it and his left brain like is not the part of the brain that interprets the words so therefore he wasn't able to understand it but then the most fucking mind-blowing craziest part is if you put him on a table in front of a piece of paper and a pen he can draw a picture of what the word said even though he never saw it or he never read it because in reality his right brain did see it it just wasn't able to process it into words it wasn't able to process it into an abstract idea but it was able to translate it into physical drawing because that's the part of the brain that does that. So it's crazy. It's like there's two people living in the same head and they can't talk to each other. It is, it's one of the most insane things I've ever seen, Pilot. And that's yeah. what, that's what allows them to read like both pages of a book at once is because of that. It's because on one hand, they look at one with their right eye, one with their left eye. And since their brain isn't communicating with itself, it's able to process them individually. It's so crazy to think about. Like, that, which, like that that's so so crazy like i could even imagine like reading a book like the same like because it wouldn't make sense like at all because you're trying to read both fucking like like you know sentences right it's not chronological it's just not possible like it's not humanly possible it's just it's not how our brains work and like it makes me think like what if you could do that to yourself do you think you would i could make myself a savant yeah but you'd have to take all the negative aspects of it as well yeah and like by like splitting my brain and like being blind and shit um, well no let's say you're not blind not all savants are blind it's just so like, it's uh, common just that they are savant and i have like the split brain shit i, I don't think right I do it. really i don't yeah. know i could see myself do like i wouldn't do it just now like just cut my corpus callosum i wouldn't because, do that obviously because uh, like you know i've been saying this for a while but i haven't started on the podcast yet but uh, like when I get tired, I close my right eye, 
and my left eye is open like a lot of the time that's weird and like yeah so my vision in my left eye is worse than my right eye huh so like, if i had that like i literally just like wouldn't be able to function when i'm <laughs> that's kind of crazy <laughs> i don't know i definitely wouldn't do it now but like in the future if they had some kind of weird thing where they could do it but not give you all the negative like aspects of i mean it, yeah I for would. sure I, of course i would yeah. want to become a professional like uh, an instrument without having to like learn anything it makes me really think about what they thought about savants before modern medicine because it must have been crazy to like see some people who are literally like retarded or at that time they would call them like an idiot or a moron or whatever um but then like somehow they were geniuses at something like i'm sure at that time it was like playing the loot. i'm sure back in the day they'd like like they would make sure like you know they wouldn't be able to do amazing stuff like that you know yeah i feel like it would have been really easy to get burned at the stake if you happen to be a yeah. savant in another fucking era or have down syndrome right yeah or- i mean they probably wouldn't have just killed them like they would have just killed yeah. the babies like if they had something like down syndrome because you can just obviously see it um yeah that's crazy. Most of the time, they're not still or sterile either. So right, yeah. Like they have kids. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, that made me think about the first. Like that made me research the first account of savant syndrome because I was wondering when the when they actually discovered it. It actually appeared in a German psychology journal in 1783. So it was pretty. It was a long time ago, but not that long ago. And um, uh, Jebediah Buxton was the guy who they were describing he was basically like a mathematician a mathematics genius with a perfect memory who was able to just like solve equations instantly with no help and no formal training and um like at the time they had no idea what it was and but but we now know they were describing a savant famously he was able like the researcher named fuller asked him how many seconds a man who was 70 years old 17 days and 12 hours old was and he answered, "I this number. I don't know how to say this number, but it's two two one zero five zero zero eight zero zero. And it only took him like a minute to come up with that. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Like, you know, he, a lot of math is like equations and formulas. Yeah. So like, I don't know how they like process that in their brain so quickly. Yeah. And like, just gives you an answer. It reminds me of uh, the cube. You know, you've seen that movie, right? Where, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The the guy's like a savant. And he can like do the equations like instantly. He's like, oh yeah." that's the right answer you're safe it's like yeah. holy shit dude like yeah like how he's just totally functionally retarded but he's somehow a genius in math it makes me think about people like albert einstein you know what i mean like famously like when they did a, a an autopsy on einstein's brain right like it, it was different than normal brains so like it makes yeah. me think of it, it makes me wonder if like a lot of crazy inventions and like people who made great uh, you know strides in science I wonder if maybe they had some kind of brain thing that made them able to make these connections and like whenever you're able to learn it in school it's not so bad but whenever whenever you're actually discovering something it's like I feel like it takes a certain kind of person to make that kind of connection especially in the case of Einstein like that that was just so monumental that it makes me think yeah his brain was probably different than ours <laughs> yeah I don't I kind of understand it too because like like how do you like not have to have like any prior learning and like come up with these numbers? It like is math just like a universal like constant? Like is does math is like math an actual like universal thing? Yeah, well, it's not that or they have no like... training. It's just that they train themselves through like unconventional ways. Like for example, the people who learn art, like like artistic savants, will like rather than learn art by going to art school, they learn art through unconventional means. Like I don't know they do their own art 
but it's like it's like impressionist art that is very like mechanical it's not like they're not doing it in an artistic way i don't know how to explain it but it's like they teach themselves because of their ability to make these connections instantly unlike everyone else so they don't really need formal training but then the thing is like some savants can be formally trained like some people are able to be savants and if they're like on the higher functioning end of the autistic spectrum they're able to still function in society and also retain their abilities as a savant and like that's that's how rain man is like he's largely able to function in society like yeah he's autistic and functionally uh he's not as good as everyone else socially but he's still able to function in society and be a fucking savant so he has a He's he got a lucky draw there. Yeah, I know like um, people who have autism, like they can perform in social situations. Is it something they can like learn and yes, like, it is improve. Yeah, or is and it that's, always done? no. A lot of people don't know that, but yes, it is something that they can learn because the real thing about autism is not the fact. It's not that they don't feel emotions. It's that they um, they a lot of times lack the ability to read other people's emotions, so they can sometimes seem like rude or they don't understand social cues it's because they don't but you can teach that to them and even though they don't make those connections automatically in their brain once they learn them they can learn to recognize them so yeah autistic people if they're high functioning absolutely they can learn social cues and they can function totally normally in society and a lot of people my friend um i have a friend uh who has autism his name is brett like and i remember when i first started like playing with him and like talking to him it was obvious it was like obvious that he had autism but like he went to like this um, school, I guess, or or like a autistic who went to like you know train on social stuff and stuff like that. And like he came out like a hundred percent better than like he came out than before he was uh, went to that school in uh, Georgia. It's kind of crazy actually. I was like, bro, bro, like you're way more like you know proper. Like you actually know how to talk and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, because they have very specific ways that they've learned throughout the years to to teach people with developmental delays how to function in society it's really amazing that's what my mom did while i was growing up she works with people like that teaches them those skills um and yeah i mean it's it's really amazing what they're able to do even to people that have like 25 iq you know what i mean <laughs> like they're literally yeah. able to make them be able to live by themselves a lot of times like when, when possible because of this amazing training that they do so that's it's really great savant syndrome is uh way more common than i originally expected as well by the way it's rare but one in ten autistic people show some level of savant skills not necessarily like a genius but like they're oftentimes obsessed with something and they tend to like uh, obsessively do that thing and like yeah that is partially part of the savant like skills so yeah that not necessarily to the level of rain man but yeah it's very common one in ten or ten percent it's not very common but one in ten is much more common than i fucking expected dude our friend justin might be like a coding savant dude you're right he's it's he is a savant and that's why his social skills are so <laughs> i'm just kidding i love it it's bullying <laughs> i'm just, just kidding listening we love you man yeah we love you uh anyway so whatever the exact number is mental retardation and other forms of developmental disabilities are more common than autistic disorder so a reasonable estimate might be that about 50 percent of people with savant syndrome have autism and 50 percent have some other kind of like central nervous system damage or injury or whatever so not all autistic people are savants but not also not all savants are autistic they can have some other central nervous system damage as well 
And also, interestingly, men are much, much more likely to become savants. And I was kind of shocked by this, but the reason is, they think, is that basically whenever the fetus is developing, whenever the testosterone in the male fetus is, like, coursing through the fucking veins, um, it has something to do with, like, how your one side of your brain develops. And because testosterone is more highly concentrated in males they think that that affects the uh, uh prevalence of autism in general let alone savant syndrome in men and that's why women don't are much more likely to get it that's what they think this is still pretty new though so um, i'm not sure if this is like settled science i don't really know enough about like fucking autism and the history of it to know how convincing this is so i'm just gonna say I think it's convincing. It's interesting. It's an interesting connection that I... It seems to explain it. But like I said, I'm not a doctor, so I have no idea. Uh, a question I would, I would like to ask the savant was, is, like, if they're, like, uh, you know, a person who has, like, who's, like, high on the autism spectrum and, like, has, like, a lot of disabilities, but, like, let's say they're really good at the violin. Like, they're so good at the violin, they've made a career for themselves playing the violin. Right. Is, would they give that up to live a normal life? That is a really good yeah, question. I have no idea. Fine. And, in, in you know, there might be a chance where they can't play the violin anymore because, you know, they're not smart right. anymore. That's actually really interesting that you mentioned that because there is this uh, one woman called, uh, I think her name was Daria or something, Danya or something. Anyway, this uh, woman, D, she was a savant when she was a child, but then she went to a school. She was an artistic savant who was amazing at art. And she went to a school, like we were talking about earlier, that's supposed to train her to do better in the regular world. And she lost her savant abilities, and she was never able to gain them back. And she often, oh. she she was, a, like, recorded saying, like, she regretted it because she gave up that huge part of her life. But she, she was happy that she was able to live a more normal life, but she, like, spent her the rest of her life trying to regain that skill that she lost which is really uh, like kind of so sad. sad but also interesting that they were able to cure like quote unquote cure her like just through cognitive basically cognitive therapy which is effectively what education is in a way that's really weird to me but th- that's yeah. common actually that's not the only person that that's happened to oftentimes they lose their not often but sometimes they lose their savant abilities I wonder if it's, like, uh, just the way their brain, like, thinks and, like, like, they have a special, like, thinking strategy that is just, like, lost in, like, the way we usually, you know, like, carry out, like, you know, mathematics and, like, how we think out. Like, they don't think, you know, one, two, three. They think, like, four, five, 22, you know, three. Right, some way we can't comprehend. Yeah, and, like, that's how they have their, like, savant skills. Yeah, maybe. And then maybe by teaching them our system they lose the original, like, more efficient system because they've gained our system instead. That's an interesting thought. That would be crazy, right? Yeah, that would be... I don't know how it would feel. I think I think I would be sad that, like, I lost this special skill I had, but I would also be happy that I can, like, function around people normally. Yeah, I don't know what's better, to be honest. It would be a hard choice for me, but I digress. <laughs> Um, some 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 people have like crazy language skills too, and like unusual ability to smell, unusual ability to see or feel things as well, and also synthesia. Colors. Yeah, see colors exactly. Synthesia. That's what that I mean, is. And like I mean, um, smell colors. Yeah, or smell like, colors or like see sounds or something you know, like that. Yeah, like see the color of notes and like music notes and stuff like that. Exactly. That's yeah. Crazy to- 
I wish I had Synthesia. Yeah, that is a really insane ability. I, I can't even imagine what it's like, really. Like, some people taste music. What the fuck is that like, dude? I think about that a lot, actually. Or, like, they taste colors. Like, yeah, red is, like, a, it's very sour. It's like, Yeah, shit. it's like, what, what does fuck? that even mean? <laughs> yeah, oh it'd be God. so, like, apparently, um, I was, like, watching a video of someone who has Synthesia for, uh, like, and they, like, played the violin. And it's, like, how they, like, they learned to use, like, seeing notes and stuff like that to play the violin. So, like, they're, like, all right, so if I do red, blue, green, you know, it's going to play this. So right. They use it to their advantage, which is, like, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think about maybe, like, the fact that because some savants lose their abilities when they're schooled, like, when they go to traditional schooling, what do you think about maybe saying, well, if we know someone's a savant, maybe we don't do the traditional schooling maybe we allow their talents to like you know flourish maybe what do you think that's right or do you think it's better to school them in the traditional way honestly i don't know it'd probably be up to like their caretaker because like i don't know like if you can access savant hey do you want to you know like act normally i don't know if they would understand that yeah exactly so it's a tough question i would want the like the savant to like you know be able to decide that for themselves though if the if possible yeah definitely if possible for sure yeah i don't know i think i lean more towards the side of like just let them go like not necessarily like like if if you should do what you can to make their life happy and high quality but like i almost feel like that ability is in a way almost what defines them and um and I, I think that they're not ashamed of that. Like, I wouldn't be ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of my abilities that I have in my person now. They're not nearly as impressive as the ones that these people have. So, like, I think that we take pride in our abilities. And I would I would be very disappointed if, like, I suddenly couldn't do the thing that I love the most. You know what I mean? And yeah. Or if I suddenly lost a lot of skill in it just through no fault of my own. I don't know. That's something that I think is really kind of weird. And I think that yeah. our society is not ex- – a- accepting of these people at all because they see them as kind of creepy and kind of like they're they're weird of course because they're autistic but they're also weird because they're obsessed with like whatever it is that they're savants of and i think society really looks down on them because of that as well yeah i just i think people don't like uh people who have autism because they don't understand social cues and that's like super important obviously in society like you gotta understand like like this isn't okay this is okay to do right you know like they may be like super good at the violin but like you can't just jerk off in public <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you're it's fucked up but you're not wrong i mean it, it is sad though because they're like so close to having a normal life with an amazing ability it's just yeah. like it seems like they can't have both because i don't know i guess god hates us <laughs> it's how their brain works and it's like wired yeah super interesting i have an amazing sad heartbreaking story to cap off this podcast about a savant from our lovely country of the u.s of a david all right and get out my tissues then yes get your tissues out and prepare your all your cavities because this is really sad this guy's name is darius mccollum he is a savant since he was a kid he was basically obsessed with trains When he was an infant, his mother would often take him on the subway to calm him, much like other parents take their infants for car rides to rock them to sleep. And by the age of five, Darius had already memorized the entire New York City subway system. 
shit. Yeah, exactly. His knowledge of every single stop and route and every train was like totally flawless. He was fascinated by all aspects of the system. He was totally infatuated. And it was literally like the only thing that would calm him down whenever he was uh uh whenever he was a kid. And like of course kids with autism are oftentimes like really, really hard to deal with because they But you said about five years old? Yeah, when he was five years old, he had all of that memorized. Holy shit, dude. I left New York at five years old, and I like I don't remember a single thing about the trains. I knew I rode them, Yeah. but like I don't know any stops or shit like that. Anymore. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, and but but the crazy, the weird part is, like, despite his genius knowledge of the city, New York City transit system, he got really bad grades in school. Uh, in second grade, he was placed in special ed, and he struggled with like making friends with his classmates and his schoolwork wasn't really hard but all he wanted to do was fuck around with trains and buses and large engines and shit so um one day at school darius was 12 years old and it was it was snowing really hard it was like a blizzard and his school was not canceled but only two people made it to class it was just him and one other guy basically the teacher gave them each a puzzle and just left the room and while she was gone, the other student that was there with Darius, while Darius was hunched over his puzzle deep into his assignment, the other student went to the teacher's desk and removed a pair of scissors. He snuck up behind Darius, Darius and plunged the scissors into his back, repeatedly opening and closing no. the scissors. Darius was bleeding on the floor of the classroom when the teacher returned. Due to the snow, the ambulance was delayed, and Darius laid in a pool of his own blood unconscious. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Fuck Are you serious? Up. Yes. Why? Why would the teacher <laughs> even leave the room? Why like, would the kid even stab him? I don't get it. Well, he has, like, you know, Down syndrome. And I know, like, kids at a young age, you know, like, um, I think it starts at, like, five years old when they first start to realize, um, like, their actions have consequences. So, like, you know, young kids will, like, you know, hit a dog or something like that. Right. And not realize, you know, they're hurting the dog. So, like, you know, for people who have, you know, mental disabilities, you know, that obviously might never process in their brain. I mean, true, but who the fuck, who stabs yeah, somebody? Yeah. I never stabbed anybody. I mean, I did shit that I was, like, probably a shitty asshole thing to do, but fuck, man. I never stabbed anyone. What the fuck? Yeah, that is fucking, in- what happened to the, the kid who killed him? It, I have no idea, actually. <laughs> it doesn't say, I guess, because he's a minor. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Jeez. Darius was in the hospital for over two weeks and had to have two surgeries because he had a punctured lung both lungs punctured what the fuck from that moment on he obviously dude, you know they have like crazy strengths too dude like you know what i mean like wait what like, they'll get because you know how there's like you know the wranglers for the special ed kids oh yeah yeah, yeah. they have their they have like super strength dude they don't have super strength they just don't know restraint so they like literally let loose every single time that's the only problem like they because they don't out. they don't know how to control their own strength that's basically the thing yeah, but, like, he literally had to have two surgeries to repair his fucking lungs. And from then on, obviously, he fucking hated school. The The staff was, like, completely but not he helping. Die? No, he lived. But, like, oh, after that, he had to go back to class. And the guy that stabbed him was still his classmate after that. And the What's staff, that? like, didn't help him at all. And he was, like, having anxiety attacks every time he'd come into school. And so instead of going to school, he would just sneak to the subway system. And each morning, Darius would leave his home pretending to be his... pretending to his parents that he was headed to school but in reality he went straight to the subway darius would find solace in the mta rail yard the metropolitan transit authority it's basically the new york city transit system he would tell anyone who questioned his constant presence on the subway that he was a family member of an employee and the mp but 
The thing is, the MTA employees fucking loved him. He would volunteer. He would literally sweep the trains, clean their work areas, get them food. And he loved it. Yeah, he fucking loved it. Helped them, uh, help them with whatever shit they needed around the area. Yeah, exactly. His mom would often go to the rail yard herself and beg the workers to send him back to school, but it was to no avail. <laughs> Darius had found a safe haven. <laughs> that is fucking funny. Yeah. That I mean, is... at least he was in a safe place. I mean, yeah, like, obviously true. the school is, in no, is no longer a safe place for him. Absolutely, yeah. The school fucking failed him. And, like, these train workers, these fucking salts-of-the-earth people are seem to be the only people actually willing to, like, treat him like a fucking human being. Am I wrong? Yeah, how old is he now? At this time, I think he's, like, 15. Uh, yeah. Hopefully some, he like, becomes, like, a conductor, dude. That'd be lit. Uh, basically, Darius became such a good helper that he would basically do the jobs of the MTA employees, allowing the employees, employees to just be absent. And Darius would just do their job for them. He he became so good what? that the employees quickly taught Darius how to move the subway trains in and out of the yard. And at 13, he was operating subway trains on a daily basis for free. What the fuck? Yes. Uh, all right, kid, listen. Uh, you got to pull this, this train out. I'm, I'm going to go get a smoke real quick. Uh, you, you got this, right? <laughs> he's like 13. He's literally 13 years and he's old. Like, uh, he's like, yeah, 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 you're. Yeah, Bro, like, I didn't know my ass from my fucking forehead at 13, let alone, like, move. <laughs> A train. <laughs> and he's like, all right, no problem, boss. Fucking yeah, and he just threw it in no reverse. No pay, dude. It was the labor union. Fuck. Honestly, help this man. Okay, so he was manning the controls of subway trains, uh, literally on scheduled routes with passengers aboard. Like he was just running the fucking routes. But in 1980, at the age of 15, Darius was arrested when he drove an in-service New York City subway E-train. Darius was covering an MTA employee's shift so that an employee could visit his girlfriend. A passenger grew concerned when she saw Darius sitting alone in an operator's cab. Wait, cat. what the fuck? The train Dude. was stopped and Darius was arrested. Wait, I, wait, you said 1980? Yes, in 1980, at the age of 15. Wait, he was 15? Yeah. So wait, how old is he now? He's, I think he's like 50-something, 50 57, something oh, like that. I thought you said he was 15, no. Okay. No, he's 15 in 1980, so he was. that's oh. when he was arrested for... So basically, this woman saw him, and she, like, did a Karen, let me speak to your manager, called the fucking police, and said there's, like, a black kid, there's a 15-year-old black kid manning the trains, <laughs> and they came I mean, and arrested him. I'd too if, uh, like, I saw a kid, like, the only person out there running the train. I, I mean, I wouldn't know if they were, like, a savant, like, uh, like genius. I mean, like, true, but why are you gonna snitch? <laughs> Just get off the train, bitch. <laughs> That is crazy though. Like, he covered the guy like the whole sh like the whole shift or like like an hour. Like you got like I'll let you like man this train ride or yeah. like that is insane. Like, uh, like yeah. I get like you know it's like you know help the kid out. Like you know the kids obviously love trains. You know like watch him like do shit. But like bro, let him take over your entire shift. Yeah, bro, and he's a real one too because through all of the police's questioning, Darius never ratted out the guy that he was Holy covering shit. for. Right at fifteen, dude, fucking shit, like, dude. He's so fucking. He's so <laughs> solitary. It's insane. Um, that is insane. Yeah, that is crazy. As uh, as a result of the arrest, Darius was adjudicated as a felon. His, his dream of becoming an employee for the MTA has come to an end because for a short period, Darius returned to school, but it did not last long. The school identified Darius as a truant, and his failure to reform resulted in his confinement in a mental hospital. 
that's totally fucked. Yeah. It's there that Darius is giving heavy doses of antipsychotic medications that left him drooling in the corner. He was yeah, diagnosed so with severe depression and psychosis. His year-long hospitalization ended when his parents learned that Darius was being brutally sexually assaulted in the facility. Are you fucking serious, dude? This guy's life, man. Fuck. Yeah. And this is like, at, like, 15. Because, like, those, like, you know, like, those psych wards, like, they just sedate the fuck out of their patients. Yeah. They're, they're not like, even they're humans. They're like zombies. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Within days of his release from the hospital, Darius returned to the subway. <laughs> He's returning to his home, dude. <laughs> his MTA friends were so pleased that he had not revealed their complicit activity that they welcomed him back into the fold. Dude, they're I would so, too, dude. They're like, so happy that he didn't rat him out, dude. That's insane. How did he have the presence of mind? guy was worried. Like, you know, his, like, friend rings him up. He's like, bro. Yeah, he's they, like, bro, like, Darius went down. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. I lose my job, fuck. <laughs> That's insane. And then, like, he, the next week, he doesn't hear anything about it. He's like, fuck, fuck yeah. Was... I got away with it. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't, like, go to the psych ward and bust him out, bro. Yeah, they should have, man. Solidarity for that, for that shit, bro. But, uh, yeah, so, like, while he while he was in the mental hospital, he kind of, like, grew up to be a man, so now he's big enough to learn how to drive a, a bus. <laughs> so Darius quickly became the unofficial operator of the buses that were in need of washing. He was soon <laughs> operating the scheduled routes. <laughs> uh, they they like, literally... Like the, like public bus, like... <laughs> yes, he was running the public routes. He was literally just driving like a regular conductor, <laughs> like, after... After a year-long imprisonment in a mental facility, he came back. They let him back in, and they put him on a goddamn route. He's like, all right, bro. It's it, what sucks too is probably because like the workers are benefiting off him. Like, yeah, he's not getting paid, and like they're getting paid for it despite them doing nothing. Yeah, and they're probably taking turns. Is like, all right, listen, you're gonna do my train shift, and then you're gonna do my buddy's bus shift. All right. Yeah, I mean, it is fucked up, but it, it's it's cute that he wants to do it. But yeah, yeah they are taking. Fucking if he doesn't do that, yeah, cool. he loves it, but it's still fucked up. His return to the transit world, a transit world, was a violation of his probation, and he was arrested and sent to jail again. His incarceration <laughs> was followed by another commitment to a mental facility with no diagnosis and no viable treatment. They're like, oh man, you're on the transit shit again. All right, that's it. And they get out the cuffs. Yeah, they literally just arrest him. Yeah, and basically after that, he just goes in and out of jail for like the next ten years. And then in 1989, he gets diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. Uh, but he was he never received any treatment because there was no treatment for people with Asperger's that have been incarcerated because they're not like, I guess they're not human beings. They don't deserve fucking. <laughs> treatment i guess but yeah when and did they stopped doing like lobotomies and stuff like that when did they yeah i think it was in like the 1930s really? yeah it wasn't that long ago yeah i bet you like if he was living that time they would have lobotomized oh him. hell yeah of course they would have just fucking lobotomized him and he would have been a zombie um yeah so basically so ever since then he's literally been sitting in jail you want to know the most disgusting fucking thing of this entire thing that made me want to fucking throw up dude after 9 11 darius this is so this is in 2001 he has been sitting in jail since 1989 and he so after 2001 while after sitting in jail for that long he volunteered his knowledge to make the new york city subway system safe 
Darius led a team of federal agents, New York City intelligence detectives, and New York State police through the subway system, identifying locations where intruders were able to enter without being detected. Darius was actually still incarcerated at the time. He was taken in shackles from his prison cell at Rikers Island by a team of federal agents to tour the subway system, assisting law enforcement with their efforts. For his contribution, Darius received no benefit. Instead, the the Department of Corrections was notified that Darius was easily manipulated and a terrorist could gain valuable knowledge from him. And as a result, he was placed into solitary confinement. What the fuck? (laughs) That's just so fucked up, dude. Yeah. like someone's at the police station you're like you know i know this kid who has like hyper autism and you know it's like every like bus station around he probably knows like you know where terrorists you know could like get in without you know alerting anybody yeah and then they got the guy and then they threw him in solitary confinement yeah like, they get his information no, like no lesser sense like you know what let's add an extra extra five years yeah and that's after he literally went down and led a fucking team of experts through and showed them where the shit was and then as a result he goes into fucking solitary that shit made me sick i fucking would spit on these fucking swine if they were in my fucking room right now i swear to god these people are fucking scum for doing that to him yeah. Solitary confinement is so fucking inhumane. Yeah, let alone on a person with a fucking mental illness that just that needs fucking medical treatment. Yes, exactly. Depression as a result of his fucking scenario, I would assume, because of how much this country has failed him. Holy shit! And yeah, so yeah, he's been sitting in jail, and he got out. I I don't remember when, but it was like the middle two thousands. But in 2015, he was arrested again for taking a Greyhound bus for a joyride through New York City. Uh, there was a video captured like he of it. Stole it? Like he st- like, or like someone let him ride in it, or like what? Uh, no, he just like ro- he just drove it throughout New York City. <laughs> um, like how, how do you obtain this bus? Like so, like a bus charges like all off the keys. Yeah, I guess he just this. I guess he just walked in and stole it. He's, he's, like, he's like stalking like these Greyhound bus. He's like, all right, which which idiot left the keys in? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and like so, basically after that, the judge said that because of his past legal history, that like he was never gonna get out. So he sentenced him, and he was just sitting in prison. And to this day, he was sitting in prison until I'm. Unfortunately, I have to say that this story does not have as happy of an ending as the Rodney Reed ending because in 2018, Darius accepted a plea deal to be sent to a mental asylum for indefinitely and he is still there to this day that is so fucked up like so it's either spend the rest of your life in prison or spend the rest of your life in a ward yep that was the choice that the judge gave him and he chose the asylum that is so fucking insane dude yeah and with that that so sad. Our story of the Savant syndrome comes to an end. So, Pilot, do you have any well, uh, things to say? Uh, give me depression. <laughs> I'm gonna cry later. No, no problem. Uh, but, you know, thanks for um, you know now I have more knowledge. You no know, problem. Maybe I might make myself a savant. Who knows? <laughs> maybe I might cut my brain. Who knows? But you know, I, I like I like what we did here. The research it was really good. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Thank you guys for watching. Uh, can't wait for. Uh, my episode. Yeah, I hope it's at least twice as good as this.
All right, uh, thank you for watching uh, Left in the South podcast. I'm your co-host, David. I'm Caleb. And good night. Hey guys, it's Caleb here. Thanks for listening to our first mystery podcast. I hope you liked it. So for this format, we're going to be trying a bunch of different things. So don't be surprised if things change. And if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. A majority of the content for this particular piece came from one journal, a link to which will be in the description of this podcast, as well as the website freedariusnow.com. And also at freedariusnow.com, you can learn more information about uh, some GoFundMe and other things you can do to help Darius out. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.